Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. You are listening to The Real Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. Welcome everybody to The Real Wrestling Podcast with me, Paul, and we've got ads with us today. Uh, we've also got a special guest in the Andy Scott, who is writing a book about his great uncle, who was the wrestler Chick Cocky Knight back in the 30s. So, uh, Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank, thanks very much for having me. <laughs> Not a problem. Our pleasure. Uh, so, Andy, we'll get to you in just a second. We've got a, quite a few questions we want to ask about your, your uncle, and uh, yeah. we will get into that. But before we get into today's podcast... We want to give a special shout out to our friends at The Pro Wrestling World on Facebook. Uh, the Pro Wrestling World is the place to go for memes, roundups, and general wrestling-based debate with a growing and vibrant community of over 200,000 members. So whether you're looking to keep up to date with the weekly happenings or you just want a good old wrestling debate, head on over to The Pro Wrestling World on Facebook today. So um, now we've got that out way. Um I think we just jump in with the questions, yeah? Let's, let's just jump straight in, yeah. So how did Chick get into wrestling then, Andy? Uh, right, yeah, he, he got into wrestling uh, through his career in the services. So around about 1918, uh, he joins up with the 1st Battalion Suffolk Regiment and his family had lied about his age to get, get him into the army. Um, he was around about 15 years old at the time. Uh, First World War had ended and the 1st Battalion Suffolk Regiment uh, did tours out in um, Gibraltar, in Singapore and India. And Chick, uh, basically, when he goes into the army, you can see he's of very slight build. Uh, the uniform that he has at the time is about three sizes too big for him. Um, and then as his, uh, his, his service career progresses and as we get a sort of a, a picture forming of his career path in the services, there are various pictures that I've, that I've got which will appear in the forthcoming book which show Chick's stature and physique changing as the years progress. So he, he starts taking up sports um, He's in the wrestling team, he's in the boxing team, and he's in the fencing team. And he's, he's, his prowess is significant in all three sports. Um, he becomes an individual champion in all three. So he so was quite the athlete then, really. He definitely was, yeah. He obviously found his, uh, found his footing there whilst he was in the, in the services. Um, and his team, I mean, basically, the, 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 as I say, the, the pictures that you'll see in the forthcoming book, the, the regimental team that he's, that he's with, um, in each of the respective three sports, the trophies are literally littered uh, in front of their lineup. And almost every shot we've got, Chick is referred to as the individual champion for that respective um, sport for the, for the regiment. Wow. So, so he, had, he had a real natural innate ability then. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Um, I mean, something that uh, obviously, he'd, you know, he'd, he'd never sort of gone into before, uh, just sort of emerging out of out of school and, you know, uh, leaving home, etc. He, he, before he went into the services, he spent a bit of time living rough, um, which is why the family sort of, his sisters um, put him in or got him into the services so it really sort of made a, a man of him, if you like, you know. Um, yeah, definitely. And, and then obviously he, he found his foot in, like I say, in, in those respective sports and obviously developed an interest, specifically, I, I think, more so in the wrestling and the boxing side. Um, because when he, when he leaves the services, <clears throat> he takes up uh, boxing first of all and becomes quite a successful amateur winning uh, some police championships and winning uh, quite significant amateur championships. But then, and this is around 1927 after he's come out of the services. And so we, we've then got him sort of progressing on that path. He's doing a bit of labouring 
but then around 1932, um, for whatever reason, uh, suddenly he emerges as a professional wrestler. And that's when he's literally his 26-year extensive wrestling career really starts. And, and there it, it sort of goes, goes on. Uh, the, fir- the first fight we've got is, I think it's a tournament in Czechoslovakia. Yeah. And obviously, like I say, 1932, the sport as, as we know it now is nothing like that. Um, you know, so it's, it's the very early days of professional wrestling. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a real, you know, quite a heavy, rough sport. And yeah. the, injury, the injuries that people suffer then are are real you know and this um, is something that we have to say a lot as fans of professional wrestling yeah. is that people yeah. do tend to say that it's oh it's all fake it's this it's that they don't yeah. realize that injuries can and do happen yeah sure. uh, much yeah. more so back in the early days of wrestling i would imagine so yeah yeah, yeah especially definitely. when it when it was more of a shoot style than a work I yeah mean, from the sounds of it it sounds like chicks gone from working the shoot days and then going into the work days as well yeah. So it seems like yeah. he's lived both eras, which is quite that, unique, really. That's right, yeah, because uh, the Mount Evans rules come in around 1937. That sounds so about right, You've yeah. got the, yeah. the Atoll uh, Oakleys of this world really formulating the sport and putting it on a far more professional level. Yeah. And it, it's, it's probably from that period, I'd say around the end of the 1930 uh, fight history that we've got of Chick, where you see a significant jump in the, obviously I've had to try and research as many as I can, but you see a significant jump in the, in the records of his fights over the UK. And then obviously starting to progress worldwide as well. So, uh, you know, obviously as the sport becomes more professional um, starts developing in terms of its attendance, more venues pop up, um, particularly in obviously the likes of Manchester. We've got Newcastle, Liverpool, places like Ramsgate, Blackpool, Margate, um, all over, you know, Ab- Aberdeen in particular and Edinburgh and, and significant attendances as well for that, for that, for that period. We got crowds of somewhere between three to four thousand at some events. Wow. Um, That's quite impressive for the day. It, yeah, it, it is. Yeah, yeah. And and when he fights out in India in tournaments um, a lot later, we've got crowds of between forty and fifty thousand. Well, I mean, That's incredible. Speaking yeah. of India, um, yeah, it has. It did actually crop up. Um, because he was billed like on a lot of posters that I found back in the day of uh, of him being billed as the ex champion of the Indian Army. Um, That's right. That's right. See, I was I was going to ask if that was like legit or if it was just um, a promoter's way of drumming up interest to sell tickets to a show. But obviously, you've answered that one for me. That yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's quite impressive. Indeed, yeah, and quite a lot of the posters have reference to different bits and pieces about uh, chick's life so like you just correctly pointed out they'll reference his uh, time in the army so some of them say ex-army champion champion of it of uh, in the indian army see that's what i noticed then, most of them point yeah. out that he was an ex-army that, that's um, right yeah but i just thought I only ever found the one poster while doing the research that stated that he was the ex-Indian Army champion. Now, yeah, I just wondered yeah. if that made you sound more exotic and more fearsome and that was just some <laughs> sort of way of drumming up interest. But clearly well, he should... was a very talented guy. <laughs> uh, the sort well, of thing no, Vince McMahon would do. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Well, you should see the um, some of the posters uh, that we were, we, we were able to find. I've I've got a stack of images which I've had to condense down as much as possible, but there are, there are references to, and, and again, this would be for promotional purposes where he's referred to as being from the USA. Um, and one of them in particular refers to him as the Madison square garden terror. <laughs> wow. Okay. 
you know, now the From fact Smith. <laughs> well, exactly, yeah. So, obviously, Chick, Chick wouldn't have said a lot before the match, I would imagine, and probably very little after, because <laughs> so anybody... Based on that, I would assume he fought at Madison Square Garden, then. Not that I could find at all, no. Really? Okay. Um, and, and, well, exactly. So Maybe they were too terrified to let him in. <laughs> I'm pretty sure of it. But from, from what I can ascertain, um, I think that, again, that's purely hype. Yeah. The fact that he, he, whoever, whoever he, he would come up against, occasionally they would bill him as being from the USA. So, uh, and, and that does pop up quite a, quite a few times. And you'll see that in the fight catalogue history that, that, that that's referred to. Okay. Well, I mean, you've mentioned, obviously, you had to do a lot of research for this. Um, yeah. So, you know, dur- during your research, did you uncover any little secrets about Chick that, that really stand out that maybe you didn't know before? Or? Well, we had, um, we had reference to several incidents with regards to Chick's life right. and we we knew or, or the family had heard that there were a couple of life-saving incidents um, that Chick was uh, you know in, in, involved in that, that, that he was he, he was a lifesaver and it was a triple lifesaver any, wasn't it that's right indeed we we hadn't got any reference to that at all. No physical evidence uh, or whatever. Right. Um, and in speaking with, with my cousin, Chick's, Chick's daughter, Iris, who's, who's still alive, um, we went through the family albums and we were picking things out and selecting images for what we wanted to, to use. And then we came across a certificate, which was from the Royal Humane Society, and this referred to an incident that was in Catalan Bay in Gibraltar in 1924. So I got in touch with the Royal Humane Society and said, look, um, this is my great uncle, Chick. Uh, his full name is Arthur Richard George Knight. Um, I've got a, a certificate here which seems to refer to an incident in 1924. Have you got any records of it? So the, the, the catalogue and researcher guy there very kindly delved into the records. He said, yes, he said, I have. He said, I found a full record of the incident. Chick saved a fellow soldier from drowning in Catalan Bay in 1924. That was, um, um, that was Private E. Durant, if I remember correctly. That was, right? that was indeed. Yeah. Yeah, Edward Durant, who went on to have a fantastic career in the army, um, ending up as a prisoner of war in uh, in japan wow. and sadly before the end of hostilities he just he'd escaped and there was there was a an incident and he was tragically killed but he but he had a fantastic career in the regiment um again that's referred to in the book and i was fortunate enough to find his surviving son who knew oh, nothing wow. ab- who that's knew nothing amazing. about about the incident at all um so that was that was quite amazing um so so chick uh, uh, as a result of going into uh the the royal humane society we managed to i say get the get the records out find the recording of the incident um which again is no mean feat because he'd swam out 300 meters to rescue this fellow soldier and then brought him back to shore and performed CPR on him. So Blimey. effectively brought him back to life. Yeah. Um, and, oh, and Chick's now up for a posthumous Mayor's Award in Gibraltar as a result of well deserved. me, me yeah, getting in touch well with them. Um, but then the guy at the Royal Humane Society said, well, I've, I've got another incident. He said, and it's definitely your great uncle Chick. He said, this one is six years later. This is the. This will be the Hammersmith Bridge. This is this yeah. is the Hammersmith incident. Yeah, um, and so it's like, okay, right. What have you got on that? So that came out. The certificate came out as well, and that is even more amazing yeah. because Chick goes in not once but twice. So um, he went in twice. Yeah, he went in twice. Well, what had happened was he was walking over the bridge 
with his son Ronnie and in the water he noticed the young girl who was in trouble and then sort of a few yards away from her was a gentleman who was also in trouble so a chick presumably must have left Ronnie at the at, at the side and sort of shouted for police or got the police etc but then said right I'm going in went in and picked the young girl out and then went back in and got the gentleman out as well I mean and so wasn't the um Sorry to cut off that. Uh, wasn't the gentleman that dived in there essentially to save the girl as well? That's right. He got into trouble because of the, like, if you if you've ever watched the boat race or seen the the tide yeah. along yeah. along Hammersmith, you know it's quite a fast flowing current. It is very fast. We, um, yeah. and, and we've been able to to sort of you know, work out what the through the the tidal stream etc. What it would have been like and how how deep it again it would have been at that particular time so again this you know chick is a was a, a, a very strong swimmer fortunately and was obviously able to battle against the the waters the, but to, current, to yeah. go in to go in once is is you know it's remarkable uh, to, do it twice. to do it twice is it's, it's uh, extraordinary it really exactly is. and and then again and this was we'd closed the book off so i was on proofreading stage and I sent it to a fellow author a friend of mine and he actually uh, owns a press cutting service and he said I think I found Dorothy who, who was the young girl in question he said I think I wow. found a, rec a record of her getting married in Hammersmith and he said I'm pretty sure there's a, a child that's been born after like a year after he said I bet you if you if you check, uh, he could still be alive. So essential sort of research very quickly went on through family history, etc. Through the assistance of a guy that's that's helped me along the way with regards to ancestry records, we were able to find that there were three children born to Dorothy after she got married in 1941. I was able to contact one of them. Uh, gentleman by the name of Ted Soper and we spoke and he knew of the incident oh, wow. his mum his mum had mentioned it that she'd fallen in the Thames uh, they knew nothing of who had been responsible for rescuing her um, she'd mentioned very little about it but but admitted to the fact that this incident you know had taken place yeah she had a a fear of the water and a fear of swimming from that time. Understandable. Um, but yeah, but, but, but Ted said, and you know, it was quite an emotional phone call that we had because he said, well, but for your great uncle chick, none of us would have been alive. You know, none of us would have been born. So that was, you know, pretty. So in a very real sense, he saved yeah. a lot of lives that day. In, yeah. Indeed. That's yeah. incredible. Indeed. Yeah. I mean, what a guy. Like yeah, just just yeah. to segue out of that a little bit, um, yeah, you're currently petitioning for a plaque on the Hammersmith Bridge. Yes, um, I how's how's yeah. that going? We're close to four hundred signatures at the moment. Um, How many do you need to get it to be uh, looked at? I ideally, I want to get it to five hundred um, for me to be able to do something more with it. Yep, I have made the all parliamentary. Uh, group of uh, MPs that are currently, you know, discussing wrestling, aware of the campaign.
he went under the name of Sergei Orlov, the Russian bear. So, He's been American and Russian. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Multicultural. Multicultural. Yeah. <laughs> Very yeah. linguistic. <laughs> indeed. So, uh, so it could be that there's something, you know, the bear maybe or whatever. We'll, we'll see, but that's, that's up for discussion. So uh, That's kind of cool. Yeah. There will be a link in the description to Andy's campaign if anybody wants to chip in and do their part. And... Uh, hopefully memorialize a bit of wrestling history indeed definitely indeed. definitely is, is deserved yeah, um yeah just going back to obviously his his wrestling career yeah. so we've got here that he fought against the former heavyweight boxing champion bombardier billy wells in a wrestling <laughs> yes. boxer exhibition match indeed um, he did so yeah how, how did that come about and do you know what the outcome of that match was yes yeah, yeah. well it it, it it's actually on Pathé News, and I'd come across it before I'd actually started researching the book. So I knew of that bit of fight history about Chick. And basically what it is, it's an exhibition match. Um, so as you, as you correctly state, you know, it's Bombardier Billy Wells that he's fighting up against former British uh, Commonwealth champion, Lonsdale belt holder, and he, for whatever reason, he, uh, he'd obviously been retired quite a few years. And so the story goes, he was looking to make a comeback. Uh, and at the time, they were, they were in the early days of, of TV. Um, Chick had appeared early on in that year, 1938, at Ells Court, which is where this exhibition match was held. And he was one of, Chick was one of the first wrestlers, first British wrestlers on TV uh, when he fought against El McCready at Earl's Court. And so this, that, I think that was in the August. And so this uh, match against Bombardier Billy Wells happens in the December of, of that same year. And like I say, B Billy Wells was looking to make a comeback. That was the, the hype around it, if you like. Um, and basically, they, they were only able to fight or contest against each other using their respective sports. So Billy Wells could only box and Chick could only wrestle. Surely that uh, gives Billy Wells a massive disadvantage. Well, it, it, exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. And the, the, the reports that I've found, which, which were quite extensive, actually pre-fight and post-fight, um, detail that the promoter at the time said he was going to put a, a wager on Wells to win. And I, I think from, from what I've been able to gather from the information that I've drawn out is that I think there was only ever going to be one winner of this contest, that it was going to be Wells because obviously like I say he was, even though he was of a significant age, it was rumored he was looking to make a possible comeback. Um, so the fight lasts all but three minutes. Chick is disqualified for what's de deemed as a low punch. Right. Now, one, one of Chick's trademark wrestling moves was the haymaker, which is a punch. Um, so realistically, you could, you, you could say, well, that should have been allowed, you know. Um, but apparently, and this, this was from family recollection, Chick stated that, um, you know, he, he, he put Billy Wells down. He certainly winded him, you know, and took the, took the wind out of his sails. So uh, he, I, I, I think it, like I say, it, it, it's always very one-sided. And I, uh, I think there was always only yeah. ever going to be one outcome, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and the fight, the, the post-fight reports, detail it as being you know a bit of a farce sort of thing so it it, it has that sort of element to it. It, it despite the fact that it's probably one of the first if not the first um boxer v wrestler matches that we've got and it's captured on tv you know in in yeah. newsreel for i mean the well. only one the only one that ever ever really springs to mind for me <clears throat> would be Muhammad Ali versus Antonio Inoki. But that was way after Chick 
and yeah, then Thunderlips versus Rocky Balboa in Rocky Three, <laughs> way after. <laughs> so, as you said, um, Chick was DQ'd in that match. Now, from me doing a lot of my research, he uh, most of his matches finished in uh, Chick being DQ'd. But you've you've sort of kind of answered like my question in a in a, in a sense, because um, obviously wrestlers today have finishing moves. Their mm. finishing manoeuvres are just as well known as them, just like The Undertaker with his Tombstone Piledriver. Um, yeah. So was the Haymaker Chick's signature manoeuvre or was there anything else that he used? Yeah, yeah there, was, there, there was a few, but that was, that was his trademark one. Um, there's a wonderful image which will be in the book of him sitting astride uh, Dwala Singh uh, who's probably better known as Tiger Dwala. I think yep. is one of the, the other names the name. that, he, yeah. yep, that he goes yeah. under. Now, he, he's well known out in India, hence obviously the, the draw of the crowds and the attendances. Well, Chickas, the, the, there's several pictures, but like I say, the one I've picked out is of Chick actually sitting astride him with Dwala on the, on the mat, on the canvas, uh, you know, Literally, he's been felled by whatever move uh, that Chick's performed on him, and you know he, he fights great heavyweights of the of the, of that era. You know, um, quite a few of the sites that that follow me now. Um, every now and then, they'll throw up some old posters, and when you go into the, the wrestling heritage sites or whatever, the, all these names come out, and Literally, I can go through one by one and say, well, yeah, Chick fought almost all, if not all of those guys. You know, his, his great adversary that he regularly comes up against is Bert Azarati. Yeah. Yeah, that name, that name cropped up a lot on posters doing my research. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, he, he's, he should have been highly thought of, uh, Chick, but for some unbeknown reason he wasn't uh he's never and again as i state in the beginning of the book he's never really received the full acknowledgement that he should have for being at the forefront of british wrestling i mean putting putting his mark on it if you like yeah with that i mean it still happens today a lot of the great heels of our of, of, of wrestling tend to go unnoticed they tend not to get the yeah. recognition because of their station as a heel Whereas yeah. you take your big guys, you like your giant haystacks, your Mick McManuses, your, your stuff like that. They all big daddy, big you know, daddy, yeah, they, yeah. All the baby faces, yeah. they get the yeah. hugest recognition ever. But without a good heel, you can't have a good baby. You can't face. have a good yeah. baby face yeah. without a good heel. No, yeah. it's very true. Yeah. But Chick is such a Chick is such a character that's that's like I say. Hopefully, I've I'll have painted a a picture of that character within the pages of the book. Um, and it is, is, is a bit like Marmite. You either love him or loathe him. <laughs> and, and, and apparently that there's one of the guys that I spoke to who, who recalled seeing Chick fight up in Newcastle. They used to chant before he came in the ring, dirty Chick, dirty Chick, because of the tactics that he used. Now, if that, um, was, if that had been in today's business, yeah. he would have been top of the card. Yeah, yeah, he so, would be. He would have been one of the top top heroes. So, yeah. speak, so, so speaking of today's wrestling, um, if you could have seen him wrestle anybody, who whether it's modern day, whether it's wrestling from yesteryear, who would it be and why? Good question. There's probably a couple of contenders, I think. Um, and just maybe for the for the showmanship of the two of these people coming up against him. The one I think would have been a great contest would have been against David Boy Smith. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I can see I that. that. Yeah. I can I definitely think, see that. I think because of the, obviously the British Bulldog element, you know, yeah. the two of them. The other one, um, 
Hulk Hogan would have been interesting, I think. Yeah, I, I can see that dynamic. Obviously, Hulk being the biggest baby face the world had ever seen at that point. Yeah. And then with the, I, I with the he heelish would... antics of Chick, I think it would have been a, a, exactly. a good show. Because I, I yeah, think he'd have really, he'd have really upset the apple cart with him. So I think toys would, would have been, have been an interesting clash of styles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> de- de- definitely, definitely. Yeah. So but, you, uh, did you man- did you manage to find any material of him wrestling at all? No, the only oh now sorry yes there is there is footage of the Earl McCready exhibition match apparently um, on Pathé. Cathay footage, and I think that's available on. There's an ITV site uh, that, that okay uh, that procures um, you know vintage wrestling footage. So I think that that I'm pretty sure that that is available. Um, I've not seen it myself. I, I haven't been able to to go into that and and find it and watch it. But obviously the the footage that I have seen is is of the Billy Wells fight. And there is various different clips of that. Um, but like I say, I, there's extensive images that I've been able to find. Uh, there's a lovely illustration that appeared in the Illustrated London News, which I've got permission to reproduce, which will be in the book um, that was taken um, at the Red Cross Club in London uh, that used to hold fights for the American service guys. Uh, yeah, so I think we've we've sort of documented around about a thousand fights. It's um, a lot of matches. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a lot. A uh, lot. That, that's taken a lot of research to get to the bottom of, and I've, wow. I've had help. I've had help. Good thing from, too, you'd still be doing it now, wouldn't you? Uh, well, exactly. <laughs> I've had help from the wrestling uh, historian guys, which has been great. And we got we got. I don't know if you saw, um, we got Chick posthumously inducted into the British Wrestling. Yeah, yeah. so I was, I was, uh, I was just going to come on to that because you yeah. mentioned obviously that, um, you know, you don't really feel like he got the recognition that he deserved from no. the wrestling community back in the day. Yeah. So yeah. obviously being inducted into the British Wrestling Hall of Fame would have been a really big deal. Yeah. Um, and, and you yourself got to induct him. So tell us a little yeah. bit about how that felt and, and how it went on the day. Well, that, uh, Sadly, because of COVID, uh, we weren't able to have a full ceremony. So that will yeah. now happen, God willing, next year at their reunion. Yeah. But um, obviously, I've been in touch with them. I've said uh, a few of the historians have been helping me out. And they said, look, we want to put Chick forward. We, you know, we feel from what you've been telling us and what we found out as we've been, you know, watching the, your progress sort of thing with the book that, that Chick really deserves to be recognised, you know, and I, and I say, well, yeah, I completely agree. You know, I think, it, you know, his, his footing in British wrestling really deserves to be acknowledged. And as I said to you, to you guys today, um, you know, the amount of times him and Bert Azarati came up against each other, one of the one of the great heavyweight champions of British wrestling of that era, one of the great names, you know. And if you go on to Bert, the, the, the Bert Azarati website uh, that there is out commemorating him, there's no reference to Chick whatsoever. No, I did, I did notice yeah. that. And it's, it's kind of yeah. a bit of a slap in the face for him. It is. It is because when you look at the history, which will be in the glossary at the back, the two of them fight countless times you know the George Gregory's of this world as well um farmer's boy you know there's so many names and and whenever they're referred to um they're billed as the great heavyweight of that era and these are guys that have won county champions or European champions you know and or, or even go on to become a, a British champion. And all right, Chick, as we've been discussing, he, he, he was disqualified quite a few times, but then he beat a load of guys quite a few times. You know, there, there are 
recording certain again as is documented in the in the book where you know he beats them fair and square you know he knocks them out or throws them out of the ring um so and as the pictures will tell he's a big chap this is a mm. 20 stone he goes from i think he starts at around about 13 or 15 stone when he comes into the fight game and he ends up at 20 stone so he's bulked up. Yeah, yeah. He's got, as we've said, he's got a twenty-one inch neck. I'm going to say, like, the a, pictures that I have seen of him, he's he's very yeah, much, fella. he's torso heavy. He's very torso heavy. Yeah, yeah. Like, obviously, that that helps with his swimming and saving people's lives. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but that's yeah. all. That's all solid muscle, you yeah. know. Um, I mean, one of the hilarious things is he used to ride around on a scooter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that picture of the two bit, the two fellas on the motorbikes do you know what I mean yeah. just chick there there's with a big cigar in mouth there's, <laughs> there's a picture of him in the back garden on his on his scooter and uh, <clears> this was after his his wrestling career had ended and he went into the door and security work so he, he used to wear a big policeman's cape so you can imagine seeing this 20 stone bulk <laughs> Going over Hammersmith Bridge <laughs> with a big blue cape, we must have looked like Batman on the, on, you know, on, just incredible. Uh, yeah. Looking yeah. like Del Boy Batman. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Del Boy, eat your heart out. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, oh, so it was, so it was in, in, incredibly moving to be able to get um, Chick inducted into the Hall yeah. of Fame and actually recognised. Um, and yeah, and it's, we'll it's get like, we'll get that we'll, we'll get that presentation, you know, next year, which will be something to look forward to. But um, to have that community, that that fan base, recognise Chick was great and and a a nice endorsement of not so much what I've done with the with with the book, but for Chick, because yeah. I feel you know. In, to finally get when that you, recognition. When you, well, exactly. When you talk about sportsmen and women now, you know, and on what they achieve, etc. When you delve back in, and, and as I have done to, to uh, someone like Chicks by History and what, what then emerges from their whole life, I haven't been able to find one sportsman or woman that can say they were a triple lifesaver as yeah. well. Yeah. I'd say it's rare. It's, and, and, it's definitely and, a, an acclaim and of his Chick own. Is, Chick is that person. Yeah. So regardless of, you know, his prolific fight history, I mean, it's, it's quite, an ex you know, 26 years he was in the game anyway, um, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, but to have that as well to his, to his bow, and to then also, you know, appear in films and do the door work, etc., you know, is again, it just adds to his colourful life, you know. Yeah. Well, and, speaking uh, of films, we do yeah. have some film-related questions, but before we get on to the film-related questions, I want to pass it over to Paul so he can uh, discuss our other partners, Wrestling's Glory Days. Yeah, so um, if you're anything like me, you really enjoy delving into the history books of pro wrestling. And obviously Andy is somewhat of a fan of us as well, it seems. Um, if that is the case, then Wrestling's Glory Days on Facebook is the best place to go. They've got a, a fan base of over 40,000 and they will open you up to discussion about the history of the sport that is professional wrestling. So whether you've got a vague interest or you're a hardcore historian, head on over to the Facebook page now or click the banner at the top of our website, which is realwrestling.net. So as we as we briefly said, um, we're going to touch upon some film stuff, and I think Paul's got a few questions for you on this. I have got quite a few questions, actually. Yes. <laughs> so um, obviously, as you mentioned, he starred in quite a few films as both an actor and a stuntman. Yeah. Uh, some some of the names he appeared alongside things like people like George Formby, who obviously is one of the biggest names in film. When he's not cleaning um, windows, he's making films. When he's not cleaning windows, yeah. So I mean. <laughs> Given that obviously he was a professional wrestler, he was a boxer and, and everything else that he did, how did acting come about for him? 
Well, him and his brother, Albie, um, I think they, they joined up with uh, Riverside Studios. Uh, Chick was doing security work at Riverside Studios, and I think he's just sort of stumbled in, if you like, uh, as a, a film extra. So was this um, after his wrestling career then? Well, it, it, sort, of, it sort of crosses over. He has he has some some films that uh, uh, happen whilst he's still wrestling. So the George Formby one, uh, the the Trouble Brewing, one of the films Trouble Brewing, which is where he's got a talking part in. Um, that's like I think about nineteen thirty nine, nineteen forties, and so he's still wrestling at that time, and he's basically he's playing himself. He's playing a playing a wrestler. Uh, it's in, the role in he the, was born to play. Film. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the stunt work uh, he he did was um, he appeared in the the Wicked Lady uh, with Margaret Lockwood, um, and again, sadly, we haven't been able to get the the full. Uh, acting history out because a lot of the studios at that time have either gone like Gainsborough film studios or Ealing film studios and they didn't keep records and the same with Riverside as well unfortunately Um, whilst I was doing the research for this like yeah he's not there's no mention of him on IMDB there's no No. mention on it of him on any of the historical film sites but no if you do Google him in the films, you can find like, like especially um, Trouble Brewing. Um, yeah. You can see there's a picture of him stood next to George Foreman. I think he's wearing yeah. a robe at the time. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it must be a bit, it must be infuriating for him not to get credited in the films that he was in. Well, I think that happened a lot back then um, because, and again, it may well have been. Um, through equity, uh, not having official, you know, records or not keeping official records of extras at that time. So I spoke to the guys at uh, Talking Pictures and they were helpful in sort of giving out some pointers, but they they went through their extensive records and they said, yeah, you know, sadly there is no no record of his of his acting career, you know, or him appearing in these films. So it's it's basically a question of picking some around that era and thinking, well, could he, could he pop up in there? Like um, there's a Flanagan and Allen one where he appears as a, an extra in a prison scene. So it's taken a few, a few hours. Yeah. A few, a few hours of watching, watching old black and white films. <laughs> it's not bad research though, really, when you think about it, is it? <laughs> it could be a lot worse. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So he, he, he pops up in that and, and then we have the celebrity friendships as well, because obviously George comes along and, and watches him fight at Blackpool. Yeah, that's um, interesting. I didn't know that one. Yeah, yeah. And of all the unlikely friendships, he's powers up with Albert Pierpoint, who's Britain's last hangman and executioner. Yep. Wow. Uh, I did, I did um, read that one, and they, they shared a love of cigars, if I remember correctly, d- those two. And, and boxing. And yeah. boxing, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's some great pictures of the pair of them joking around and having a laugh, and they always used to meet up when Albert was down in, in London on business, as he used to call it. Yeah. And he, he, ran, he, ran a, in, he ran a He ran a pub up in Oldham, and so when Chick was fighting in the north in in and around Manchester, um, he'd go up and stay with, with Albert. So the two of them were sort of thick as thieves, really, you know, um, which has been, again, you know, uh, another colourful element to, to, to Chick's life. So, yeah, definitely. I can't get over the fact that he was friends with a hangman. That's <laughs> <laughs> been confused with hangman page. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't get the two mixed up there. Um, <laughs> Obviously, as you say, he starred in quite a number of films. Now, in uh, in the film Jumping for Joy, I believe there yeah. was a poster promoting Chick in the main event against Ahmed the Turk. That's right, now, yeah. Just 
from sheer curiosity, was that a real match? Or and if so, yeah. who, 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 it was. Okay, it was a real match. Yeah. It was yeah. a real match. Yeah. Who won that? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a that's a real that's a real uh, poster that's in the background. Yeah, wow. Okay. I think I think that's I think that's the one with um, Frankie Howard in. Yeah, that film. Yeah, yeah. That's the uh, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that yeah that and that fight is recorded um, actually in the in the glossary. I think Chick won that one. Okay. That, that's quite um, impressive because, like, during yeah. during the, the day, um, Ahmed the Turk was was a very big name. He was a very yeah. very big yeah. name. Yeah. 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 So that, that's yeah. that's quite impressive that Chick got that win a over big that. win. Yeah. yeah. That's a very yeah. big win. Yeah. That's that's well, really that, good to hear. You, you'll see some. Some I won't spoil it. You'll see some great pictures of Chick out in India, uh, some promo pics and whatever. And when you when you see them, you'll sort of. I hopefully gauge some of the stature that and the regard that Chick was held out in India for what what I would think was his previous record. So, have have you got a favourite Chick Knight film, Andy? Uh, is there any that stick out for you, or have you seen much of the films? Or I I suppose I like the Trouble Brewing one just because. Chick's effectively playing himself. Yeah. Um, and I think that the fact that it's a it's a talking part for Chick as opposed to basically a background artist, if you like. Yeah. Um, Was this his first so talking role or I from what I can gather, yeah. And and probably okay. he, it certainly from what I've watched, his only one that I've been able to find. Right. So okay. so we get we get Chick on the on the screen, playing himself and talking and engaging with George, as George comes back into the dressing room. Um, so yeah, it's I think that 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 sort of really highlights um, maybe hi, hi, <laughs> yeah highlights Chick as 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 a as a wrestler and and also gives a little bit of an insight just into his character I, I, yeah. I would say you know so have you become more of a fan of, of pro wrestling from doing your research or were you, were well, you I don't, a fan I don't, before or? I'd always watched it with interest um, when it was on World of Sport with Dickie Davis back in the day with who we've been mentioning, you know, the likes of Big Daddy and Giant A Stakes and Mick McManus and Jackie Pat Weasel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Johnny all, Saint. All, all, all Johnny those, Saint. yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, and, and, you know, finding the names and meeting some of the individuals who were, were later, obviously, after Chick, um, that's it's been uh, quite nice to do as well at the, at the reunion. Um, yes, yeah, so it's always held a uh, sort of a soft spot, if you like, in in, in my um, sporting yeah. heart. But yeah. more so now, I think, obviously with 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 Chick and and obviously his achievements both in yeah. and out of the ring. You know, absolutely. Yeah, I can completely understand that. So when it, I, I'm right in believing the book's called London's Lovable Villain, right? It is. Yeah. When's it out? Yep. Fingers crossed before Christmas. Um, if the printer's as busy as we think he might well be, it could be just after. But it's at the designers and the printers at the moment. So Brilliant. we okay. we could we could get a proof copy in the next week or so. But I've said to them, look. I'm not rushing this. I want to get it exactly right. We've got over 50 images that I've all I've had to caption. And then we've got to obviously, you know, read the bound copy and read the proofs once it comes back. So if it can be done before Christmas, it will be. Otherwise, the new year and, uh, you know, COVID un understandably has delayed a lot of yeah. things with getting records out, sadly. Um, so yeah, so fingers crossed we could be, we could be, uh, we, we could have copies before Christmas, but otherwise just after. 
Brill. It, it makes sense to you know make sure that, the, that it's exactly what you want it to be before it comes yeah. out. So if it has yeah. to be delayed slightly, then it's going to be all the better for it, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, so hence I mean, why we're doing things like this just to generate the the pre yeah pre published image, you know, of and get a, a sort of people gauging their interest and highlighting Chick's career and hopefully, um, you know. Waiting with bated breath <laughs> yeah, for, the book to, for the book to come out. Yeah. So this isn't the first book you've written, though, is it, Andy? No, no. The, the first one was Tales of a Page, which okay. was about, about my late father. He okay. worked, at the, worked at the Dorchester in the, um, in the early 1950s okay. as, a, as a page, which was effectively uh, what, we would, what we would term as a bellboy, if you like, you know, so look after the guests and uh, uh, get their luggage, see to all their needs, go out and get things for them. Um, he'd be the guy that walked around with uh, a board saying telegram, telegram. And dad was only about 15 when he got the job. Wow. And it, he was there for about six years. But we introduced Chick in that book. Uh, just because he'd come along with another fighter having done well on wrestling and had some winnings to spend. And um, the two the two sort of huge, I think he was with Tiger Holden, uh, was a wrestler at the time. And the, both of them chose to wear these white tuxedos. Yeah, I've seen the picture. <laughs> and went to, went, to the, went to the Dorchester. And yeah, I think, you, uh, so the story goes, you could have had a pin drop because obviously, obviously at the time, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of gangsters around and whatever. And uh, I, I think they they thought they were about to be turned <laughs> over. Two fellas <laughs> walking in in white tuxedos. Yeah, yeah that was yeah, yeah, yeah. on edge. <laughs> yeah. Especially well, two I'm, big imposing fellas as well. I mean, well, exactly. Yeah, I think I think they got what, whatever they wanted. They got no problem. Yeah, I'll bet you know. they did. <laughs> and and, and the, the part the parting shot was oh you know great great evening yeah we'll be back you know probably the the, the manager at the time is thinking oh god no lock the doors you know? lock the doors. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that that so tales of a page uh, yeah we we got quite good coverage uh for, for that and and some quite interesting people have got copies of uh towers of a page like interesting Chris, like who chris eubank and and greg greg wallace from uh yeah. from master chef yeah yeah he likes a butter uh, biscuit base in, <laughs> charles Giles Brandreth has got a yeah. copy. Uh, yeah, so uh, wow. I did. I did drop one in to Tom Hardy's agent. And <laughs> right. the, only the only reason I did that was because you wanted to play your dad in a film. Tom was born in Mortlake. <laughs> he looks All more right. like Chick. He looks more like Chick. Does Tom Hardy? If there's ever well, a film, he's well, this Tom is Hardy. Where I'm, this is where I'm going. Tom, Tom, Tom was Tom was born in Mortlake, and so was my dad. So, obviously, there was a double interest there. This was before I'd started on Chick's book, but obviously, Chick was born in Hammersmith, as you've correctly pointed out. There is, in terms of stature, and I think if anyone could play Chick, then Tom Hardy would probably be my choice. Tom Hardy uh, could play but, anything though, he's a brilliant actor. Uh, uh, indeed. My wife will agree. <laughs> and, and I'm so, sure it's not her, his acting ability she's focused on. <laughs> and so my, uh, the people I've talked to and who, who've, I've done interviews with and uh, you know, we've, we've discussed Chick and a lot of them have said or the, uh, as we've come to the conclusion or whatever, crikey, that there's a film in this. I'm oh yeah, sure. the, there's, and, there's and definitely there's a biopic potential there. Yeah, and that's that's my that's my hope, definitely, um, because you know when you look at the films that there have been of sporting people, and we obviously we mentioned Rocky uh, before. Yeah. You know, Mickey Rourke has played a wrestler. He as did. Well. He did. Um, so, and and you know, 
when you read Chick's book, it's going to hopefully shout out, you know, there should be something done with this, you know, more than more than a printed page. Hopefully yeah. so. I mean, the, it's, like I've just said, it's, it's, it's a very colourful life he's led. Um, yeah. I mean, from from being a triple lifesaver to wrestling to boxing to being in the army to being in films, yeah. and what what hadn't he done? Just just the fi- a final question there then for you, Andy. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, obviously, Chick had an incredible life by all by all accounts. You know, yeah, doing the things he's done, the places he's been, the things he's seen. Yeah. Is there a favourite story of Chick that you have that you can share? There's a there's a couple. Um, one you'll have to wait for because it's in the book. Absolutely, don't well, ruin that, the that, book. That, that's yep. a tease. That yep. in it, that's <laughs> a tease. <laughs> don't ruin the book for me. I'm that, definitely getting all of that. That involves his his door work. Um, I think the the, the life saving exploits. Uh, really touched uh, a point, and uh, and I think more, yeah. more more so this last one, the fact that we'd completed the book, um, you know, it was like I say it was being proofread. A friend of mine, who's got access to more information than me, was able to find Dorothy's uh, yeah Dorothy's that marriage. It's a lovely and end to it all, though. That it's, 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 what a bookend. It, it, it was it was it was just like wow you know and so to go when you when you do a book you you, you think right oh thank god that's that's done i've you know I'm, i've closed that off that that's brilliant but then, then to someone have to goes go, oh by the way you can put this in yeah, as well. but, yeah. But, but then but then <laughs> it, it it sort of made it not not arduous because it wasn't it was actually a pleasure to go back in and add that bit in Absolutely. from the from the son of the lady that Chick had saved. It's, it's, for, why wouldn't you want that in there? That's, for, for him, that's such for a him, sweet ending, yeah. Yeah. So for for him to say, you know, that us three kids, sadly, one is no longer with us. But he, you know, he he said, you know, my father wouldn't have met my mother, and we wouldn't be here, you know. So and it, and that it, really. Yeah, yeah, it that really bought, yeah, that really brought it home, definitely. So, right. uh, yeah, yeah. So, thank you very much for joining us today, Andy. It's been an absolute pleasure to interview you, get get to know Chick. Yeah. I feel like I know him like he's my best mate now. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Um, <laughs> let yeah, us know so when the book, the book comes, comes out. out and, uh, I will do, I will we'll, do. We'll, we'll yeah. give it a mention yeah. on the show. No, and, definitely. Uh, and I'll, and I'll be tapping uh, up. Sorry, I'll be I'll be tapping up those Facebook sites that you've mentioned. Uh, oh, brilliant! Try and try and get some uh, essential signatures for the for the petition. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, when you when you uh, get the uh, Hall of Fame ceremony done, you'll have to come back and tell us about that as well. 100%. Yeah, definitely. Love to hear about that. Definitely. Yeah. Well, definitely. Thank you very much for coming on. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. That's for it for me. today's podcast. Um, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, YouTube. Twitter, everywhere basically. Don't forget to check out our great articles and brilliant news articles on the website at realwrestling.net. And don't forget to hit up Andy's um, petition for his plaque on Hammersmith Bridge. Thank you very Which much. You'll find in the link. Yeah, it'll all be in the description below. Thank you very much for joining us, and we'll see you later. <laughs>